healing and finding hope through conversations and curiosities about the afterlife. Open your mind and heart to the possibility that our spirit lives on. Whether it's a dream, a visit, a vision, or a newfound life after loss, we believe life and love never dies. This is Surviving Death and Dying with Trisha and Misty. Hello, how are things going, Trisha? They're going good. How about you? Very good, but I have a question for you. I want to know if you've ever been told that you need to toughen up because you're too sensitive all the time. Really? Yes. Yes. (laughs) How about do crowded places make you antsy? For me, it all depends on the situation and how my mood is. Sometimes I'll get antsy in big crowds, like, and some I'll be like, okay, whatever, you know, but yeah. Or do you ever feel like you really like it? I don't like crowded places, but I don't always get antsy. Got it. Okay. What about, do you have a sensitivity to light sounds or smells? I do have sensitivity to smells, but I don't know if that has to do with my migraines. Okay. That's interesting. Well, I'm wondering if you've ever thought that you might be an empath. I think I am, but I'm not totally sure. Well, I found a quiz because I was curious and these questions all are part of deciding whether you are an empath or not. I found this quiz that we can take here on our podcast to see how much of an empath we are. Can we do it? Is that okay? Yes. That sounds fun. Let's do it. Yes. When you say empath, you aren't talking about empathy, right? Right, right. Okay, so because empathy is different thing than being an empath. Correct. Okay, so empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person while being an empath is someone who can tap in or take on emotions of another person, right? Right. And that is a good thing to point out. I'm so glad you brought that up because an ability to understand versus actually taking on and feeling what someone else feels is different. And in fact, I have a little science lesson for you before we start our fun quiz. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Let's do another interesting science lesson. Let's hear it. Here you go. So science is actually split on whether or not they believe that empaths really exist, but research discovered something I find really interesting because I'd never heard of it before, but they're called mirror neurons. Have you ever heard of mirror neurons? No, I've heard neurons, but not mirror neurons. Right. So these neurons will actually fire in the brain of a person doing something the exact same way they'll fire in the brain of a person watching them do something. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I'm not really going to get into all of the science on this podcast, (laughs) but the little bit of history that I thought was interesting was that back in the nineties, they first discovered this in monkeys and they've been doing more research since they're only detecting this in primates. They did find this in humans also, but it's like if they put sensors on your brain and mine and they had you do something and they watched which neurons fired in your brain my brain watching you would fire the same amount of neurons, mirror neurons is what they would call that as yours just from watching you. Wow. Very interesting. 
So apparently not everybody has the same amount and they are thinking that maybe the more mirror neurons you have, the more of an impact you might be. So that's why I brought this up. I thought it was just interesting that the ability to mirror the neurons might be different from one person to another. Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. So that was our science lesson. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And if you're ready to take the quiz, let me tell you what I found. Okay. It's a 20 question quiz. I found it on drjudithorloff.com. And what I'm going to do is we're going to go through each question and everyone listening along can follow along and see how much of an impact they are too. You'll need, Trisha, you'll need something to write with and a piece of paper because what we're going to do is we're going to tally each time our answer to a question is yes. You'll keep track of yours. I'll keep track of mine. People listening can also keep track of how many times they say yes. And then at the end, we're going to tell you how much of an empath you are. Sound good? That sounds great. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Awesome. So I've shared the questions with you. You can see them. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the first question? Okay. So it says, have I been labeled as oversensitive, shy, or introverted? And that is me. I'm very shy and I'm introverted. And some people say I'm overly sensitive. So yes. That's a me, it's a yes. That's interesting. I'm a big no on that one. Really? I'm an extrovert. I am not shy. I don't think I'm overly sensitive. Although if anything, that's the closest thing I would identify with in this question. So I don't think that's enough to give myself a a tally mark. (laughs) Okay. So one for Trisha, zero for Misty. All right. (laughs) Um, So the next question is, do I frequently get overwhelmed or anxious. I am a big yes on that. Are you, do you get overwhelmed or anxious easily? I do, especially right now I do these days. So that's another yes for me. (laughs) Yeah. I think that is something I struggle with the most is trying to keep, and I talk about this a lot. I think we were even talking about it on our live feed last night, just the anxiety I get over things I can't control which also right. goes back to a previous podcast we did on numerology. <laughs> yes, there you go. Because it was a o- overwhelming amount of stuff there. Yes. And, and um, I can't control everything. So, okay. Exactly. So. <laughs> What's the next one? So do arguments or yelling make you ill? That's a yes for me. For me, it just all depends. So I'm like a yes and a no. Okay depending on what the argument's about. Okay. For me, it's more about the topic. Yes. Cause some arguments I'm like, just like roll my eyes and be like, whatever. And then other ones, if they're very passionate, I get those make me ill. Okay. I don't know what to answer <laughs> to be honest with you. I don't like arguments or yelling in any way at all. I don't like them at all either. So maybe I'll put it as a yes, because I don't like arguments. And yeah, we don't argue a lot in my house. We don't yell a lot. I definitely really can't handle. I think that's what even makes me a little nauseous when it comes to football is watching the coaches and the refs (laughs) and players all yelling at each other. I get a little sick over that. That one I laugh at because I grew up in a sports family and they would yell at the screen themselves because they also used to be umpires and referees. So that's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I've got two now. Did you give yourself a point for that one or not? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. Well, the next question is, do I often feel like I don't fit in? 
That one's a yes for me too. Oh, okay. I, I don't think I can say yes to that. And that might just be my personal choice to never think I have to fit in. I don't know. Being in the dance industry. Oh, right. You always feel if you don't have that certain look or you don't have that certain something, you just like, you don't fit in. Got it. Yeah. I can so, see that. Okay. So I do take that on okay. myself. Okay. So. Yeah. I can't, I can't say yes to that one. So you have the next one. Number five. Five. Am I drained by crowds and need alone time to revive myself? Oh, that's a big yes for me. I always do need low time. So like after parties, which are usually crowded for me, right? I do need to take myself and separate myself. So that's another yes for me. Yeah, I definitely crowds do drain me. I do need alone time to revive myself. Absolutely. 100%. No question about it. <laughs> there we go. That one was easy. All right. So number six, am I overstimulated by noise odors or nonstop talkers? Yes. That's a big yes for me. I recently have told my husband that I am really highly sensitive to lawn guys outside. Maybe this is come from working from home, you know, and since we've been remote more, I get really annoyed and I have found it funny that I get annoyed by the, the traffic outside or the truck or the garbage truck, the lawn guys. And I'm like, it really <laughs> annoys me. How about you? For me, I think it's those nonstop talkers that oh. I just, I'm like, I get more irritated about. I think okay. I'm like, can't you let somebody else talk for a second? Yeah. Like, okay. Shut up, please. <laughs> but okay. So I guess that would be a yes for me because. Yeah. The, the whole talking yeah. people. Yeah. So also I think it's funny. I am highly sensitive to smell. It, I guess it is. It over stimulates me and that's what it says. It doesn't make me ill like in the other question, but I am overstimulated. So, okay. That's yeah. good. Do number so seven. Seven. Do I have chemical sensitivities or cannot tolerate scratchy clothes? Oh, I can't Dance scratch. I can never wear wool. Really? Wool? Oh, I hate it. Like I'm always, uh, when I had it, when I was a kid, I had a wool shirt and I'd be like, always like this. I'm like, oh, wow. I can't. Okay. Mm -mm. That's so. interesting. I at first was thinking no for me, but you're right. There are clothes that if it's itchy and scratchy, I can't wear. Yeah. Um, but I Never thought I was oversensitive to chemical type things, which my husband's very aware of. When he first buys clothes, he has to wash them. The smell on those things. Yeah. Like I just got a new like eye mask that I wear at night and there's a smell to it. I have to definitely wash it before I use it. Okay. So and I it's, can't. It's not like an aroma that's supposed to be on there. No, it's okay. like a new, like a certain new smell okay. to it. And I can't, I can't do it. So this is tough for me because I don't know how to, like you were saying on one of the other ones, you didn't know how to answer it. Right. So yeah, I'm well, not sure. What do you, are you going to so write yes on this? I wrote yes only because of the, the clothes, more of the clothes sensitivity. Mm -hmm. uh, like I can't stand like things that make me itch. Yeah. So I can go with that. That's true. 
I, I do have that issue. I thought I always thought the other thing was to coming from South Florida, which is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. We didn't wear a lot of clothes, you there know, you we did, <laughs> bathing we suits and we didn't have to layer. So for me, it wasn't just scratchy clothes. It was a lot of layers and things that are just irritate me because I was used to a lack of clothes. <laughs> there you go. So it works both ways. There you right. go. Right. Okay. Okay. Number eight. Number eight, do I prefer taking my own car places so that I can leave early if I need to? That's a big yes for me. For me, I just don't like driving. Um, uh, <laughs> so, right. So I guess I would have to say no. Right. I mean, if I right. wanted to leave early, I could always grab myself one of those share rides. But That's right. Uh, That's right. Well, don't feel bad. It's not like anybody who's, you know, a no answer is not a bad answer. No, no, (laughs) not at all. I'm just saying I hate driving. So that's probably why mine's a no on that one. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, I definitely prefer to take my own car everywhere I go. So uh, let's, let's do the next one. So do I overeat to cope with stress? For me, I am not a stress eater at all. I don't think I am either. And I'm, I'm thinking about this because I actually, when I get busy, which is when you're stressful, I forget to eat. That's me too. Like people are like, how are you not eating when you're dealing with that much stress on you? Like I was dealing like with the grief from the loss of my parents. They're like, how come you're not eating? Like, cause you're stressed. You're like, right. Like all that. And I was like, I'm just not hungry. Like I don't, overeat with stress at all. Yeah. So it's a good thing for me on that one. So. Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a no on that also. I'm a no. All right. Yeah. So the next one is, am I afraid of becoming suffocated by intimate relationships? Well, the fact that I've been married for a very long time, <laughs> I would have to say no, I think, but what do you think about this one? I am not afraid of being suffocated by a relationship. So like some, the person I'm talking to, it's not like we have to be always talking or always have to have that text. We're not suffocating each other. I'm like, for me, it's, you don't need that. As long as you are open and honest with somebody, it doesn't have to be suffocating to them. You know, this is a weird question because it does depend on where you are in your life. I guess if yeah. I looked back to my single years, I would not want to be suffocated by someone. And the person I married, let me be very much my own person and who I was. Exactly. So I'm not going to answer yes to this one, but I do think this one kind of really has to do with where everyone is in their life. I, I agree on that one. So, okay. And the next one is, do I startle easily? Boo. Uh, Nope, you didn't know. <laughs> I really don't. Um, I mean, I laugh at scary movies. Hmm. I mean, there are those times where, yeah, you don't hear them yeah. behind you. Yeah, that will startle me. But I don't really startle that easily. People are like, how come you didn't jump? That's interesting because I'm not sure how to answer this. It's not like anybody, anything has happened to startle me. I don't know. I guess I just won't answer this one as a yes, because I don't know. Right. How about scary movies? Do they scare you? Do you get startled in scary movies? Yes. So is that what that means? <laughs> yeah. Because if I you will startle jump in a movie, easily, yes. so that's basically you do Oh, get startled easily because, okay. <laughs> 
that's a good way to look at it, I guess. Yes, I do startle in movies easily. That is true. Okay. Well, the next one, number 12, do I react strongly to caffeine or medications? Now, to me, that's two different things. Right. It all one depends on the kind of medication you're taking. Right. And caffeine, for me, it doesn't react to me strongly because I'm probably used to it. Uh, right, right. <laughs> Right. And medication when I am like after surgeries and I'm put on like pain medication, mm-hmm. I don't react strongly to them. Like certain things, like I'm like, it doesn't help me. So I don't think it, re- I don't, that's a no for me. Well, I can tolerate caffeine. And I think to your point, because I build up to it and I do have my caffeine every day, but medications and exactly like what you were saying, medications after surgery, I cannot take them very long because I get very sensitive to them. My ears start to ring. I become very sensitive, hypersensitive to sounds. So that's a yes then. Yes. So I am a yes on that for sure. Yeah, me, I'm like, "Mm -mm, I can take it and still be in pain. (laughs) All right. And this comes to the next one. Next question. Do I have a low pain threshold for me? No, because I deal with pain on a daily basis. Oh, yeah. So I don't have a low pain tolerance, basically. This one's tricky for me, too, as I think about it, because my teeth are incredibly sensitive. And I know that has to do, at least the dentist says it has to do with the nerves being close to the surface. Yeah. Which I think can be different than what they're asking. So like when you hurt yourself Mm -hmm. or you're sitting and you have pain in your back or something like that, do you have a high pain tolerance? I think I have a high pain tolerance. So then that means you don't have a low pain tolerance. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to say no on this one. Then you talk me into it. (laughs) It's good to talk these out. What are you, what are you up to so far? I've got eight so far. Are you still tallying? I'm at uh, seven. Okay. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, the next question is, do I tend to socially isolate? And for me, I would have to say yes. Hmm. For me, only because I do have depression, like I've said in the past on some of the podcasts. So when you do have depression, you usually isolate yourself a little bit from Mm -hmm. social activities. And I've had friends say, why aren't you coming? Why aren't you like, Mm -hmm. you should come out. And I was like, no, I don't feel like that's again, that's an introvert thing too. Yeah. We like to be by ourselves. Right. So I would have to say yes on that one for me. Okay. I'm not sure because I feel like I have been socially isolating myself in the past several years. I would prefer not to just go out and be social, but I used to, and in my younger years, be very socially active. So as of now, and I wouldn't count the pandemic. So a no for me. Yeah. I mean, you don't seem to isolate yourself because the pandemic changed everybody right now. Everybody has been isolated only because they had to. Okay. You convinced me. In the prior years. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to say, okay, so I'm a no for that. Okay. So the next one, um, do I absorb other people's stress, emotions, or symptoms? And that is a definite yes for me. Definite yes for me too. And I had to learn this because I didn't know I had been doing it. And this one is the most fascinating to me. And this is what I think of when I think of an empath. 
Because if you are suddenly taking on someone else's pains or emotions and they're not your own, it's tricky. You need to figure out when it's not your own so that you can then pull yourself away from it. Yeah. My, even my therapist said, you need to stop doing that. And she gave me techniques at that time. Right now, I don't remember them, Mm -hmm. but she gave me techniques on how to step aside from taking on other people's stress, emotions, and things like that. Because yes. that, that can pull you down even more than like, cause with me being having depression and me taking on their stress or emotions pulls me down even more. Right. So I am definitely a yes on that one. So, you know, and you did Reiki and I know there's a lot of therapists and people who've done Reiki that they talk about in the same way, their energy, not getting disturbed or thrown off by someone else's energy. So I kind of think yeah. of it the same way. Yeah, most definitely. Because I even when I did do massages, you have to feel their energy and where they're where that heat is where they're hurting the most. Mm -hmm. So you do feel that. So that's another that's a good point. Like when I did do do that kind of therapy, massage therapy, I did feel that from Mm -hmm. their symptoms, because their symptoms are what's their pain. Mm -hmm. And that's what I had to focus on. Mm hmm. And I was told that I needed to, once I realized I was picking up on people's pain or emotions and they were affecting me, that I needed to start imagining that light that you can put around yourself, a protective shield to block yourself from someone else's energy so it doesn't come into yours and affect how you're feeling. And that is something I had to start working on. So basically, you're probably a yes as well. Did I, I just don't remember if I already put my tally down or not. <laughs> That's why I marked also tally my nose. So I know if I answered them all. Oh, uh, look at that. I, I may have to go back and do that. Okay. Um, yeah. So the next question is, am I overwhelmed by multitasking and prefer doing things one at a time? Oh, it's just, that one for me, it all depends. Like at work, you have to multitask when you're at work usually. And when I'm at home, I like to prefer and focus on one thing and get it done. Like if you're cleaning, I'm going to focus on cleaning the floors right now. Like right. I focus on that one thing. Right. So that one's hard for me. Cause like I said, I do multitasking at work because you have to do 20 things at once to get that job done or project done right at home. I prefer to do one thing at a time. Yeah. It is a tricky one because I think, especially these days, we have short attention spans. We have all kinds of things to pull our attention, our phones and computers and all these different social media sites. So I, I can easily get overwhelmed. I'll probably say yes, because I mean, you get overwhelmed and you're at work here when you just brought up the social media. Mm-hmm. there's all these different social medias. You always have to be checking it and making sure you're on top of everything. And, mm-hmm. and you might be doing that while you're watching TV and trying to like, so yeah, I guess, yeah, I would have to say yes then on mine. Yeah. And I do get a little annoyed when people think they're good at multitasking. So they're doing other <laughs> things and they tell you they're good at multitasking, but they're really not listening to you while they're doing their other thing. Right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> So I I get annoyed by that too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I I see that. And the next one, do I replenish myself in nature? So how about you? You know, I'm going to say no. I do love to go to the beach though. And that does replenish me. But I guess the first time I read this, I was thinking of like, do I like to go camping? (laughs) 
<laughs> for me, it's just nature. Do you like being outside? Do you like to get that fresh air? Like, like in the morning, sometimes, like I was saying in one of the other podcasts, I love to go outside and enjoy the fresh air with like either a cup of coffee or a glass of wine just to relax. And that's basically replenishing yourself. Mm -hmm. You're trying to get back that energy after that long day. You're replenishing Mm -hmm. yourself outside with that fresh air. So for me, I'm going to have to say yes, I think, because I'd like to go outside and get that fresh air. That is true. All the time at work, I would have to take myself outside to get myself going again. I had to get the sun's energy. Yeah, you're right. As long as it doesn't mean it just means I like to go camping. I'm Um, not a big (laughs) camper either. I've gone camping. I prefer if I camp, I camp at the beach. There you go. I do love the beach. I love the sun. I do love being outside. This is why I don't want to live in a cold climate because I do like to be outside, but I like to be outside in the warmth. So there you go. You just answered it. I did. Okay. All right. Well then moving on to number 18. Do I need a long time to recuperate after being with difficult people or energy vampires? And that Mm. is a big yes for me. Yeah, I think so. I have to recuperate. I have certain people that I know that I can't be around because they take away. They suck the life out of you. (laughs) They do. They too take too much out of me. And I'm like, okay, bye. Like it's basically, I have to put my hand up and say bye and walk away. That's true. Yes. So I have a, uh, I have a big yes on that too. Um, that's that's yes. easy. That one's easy. Yeah. So in the next one, do I feel better in small cities or the country than large cities? Well, we both live in LA. So <laughs> yes, but we're not in the city. So let's talk about that. Cause that's a good question. I am afraid of being out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And to me, I've actually described that as feeling claustrophobic to my husband. Like if I can't Mm -hmm. access a Walmart, a Target and like all my regular go-to places, then I'm scared. Yeah. My small city, because where I live, it's a small city. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think I do feel better in a small city because too much, like I couldn't live in New York City. Right. And that's why I wanted to talk about this one, because I'd like to have access to the big city, but I don't want to be in the middle of it. Yeah. When I visited New York, it was too much for me. Like, yes. uh, When I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Broadway. Right. And then after I went to New York, I was like, there is no way I would have been able to do Broadway and live out here because it's too busy. Yep. So I would have to say yes to this one. Yeah. And that's why I live in a cute little town. Nobody knows about right outside of LA. (laughs) It's quiet. It's quiet. It's calmer. When I have visited a friend down in the South LA area, it was very congested. I was only there a few hours and I couldn't wait to get home. So for that reason, I'm going to say yes. There you go. And our final question, number 20, do I prefer one-to-one interactions or small groups rather than large gatherings? Let me think about this. Yeah, sometimes when it's one-on-one, it's a lot of pressure. But for me, I prefer more of the one-on-one or small groups because I feel safer on that and where it's easier for me to talk to people in those small groups. For when it's a big group, I seem to shut down. Okay. 
Cause I feel like I, when I do start to talk, they start talking over me. Right. So I feel like, okay, I need to be the small group, the one or the one-on-one. Right. So for me, that's a yes. Yeah, definitely for me too. I think I get overwhelmed with a lot of people or a large group. So that's a yes for me as well. So what is your tally? Uh, Mine is 14. Awesome. I've got 15. We're very close there. And so everybody listening, here you go. Look at your numbers. See what you got. If you said yes to one to five questions, you're at least partially an empath. And then six to 10 question means you have moderate empathic tendencies. Mm. And here's Trisha between the 11 and 15 questions. This means you have strong empathic tendencies. I can see that. And then for more than 15 means that you are a full blown empath. And what was your number? I was right at 15. You're right at 15. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'm at the low end of a full-blown empath. So we're, we're both basically empaths, just one a little bit more, just a tad little bit more. That's right. And this is a good way to determine how empathic you are. And you can, if you want to go to drjudithorloff.com. Hope I said that right. But it is kind of interesting just to think of these things that oftentimes are related to personality traits. But maybe it just has to do with how we're taking on these mirrored neurons of other people. They're affecting our energy. Yeah. And it's also, I would say, it's how we were raised as well. I mean, if you are raised to listen and take on other people's energy or how they're feeling, I think you'd be more of an empath as you grow up in life. So I don't know if you agree with that or not, but. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that we need to be aware of within ourselves. Like we talked about with feeling other people's pain or their energy, knowing how to protect yourself and to ground yourself. And there's a lot of resources out there and we could do a more in-depth one at another time on how to take care of yourself as an empath, the right kind of diet and emotional protection and grounding yourself because being an empath can throw off so many things in your health that you don't even realize. Yeah, you don't. I mean, I see it in myself occasionally, like I said, because of my depression, mm-hmm. I take, if I take on everybody else's stresses and emotions, it's just going to pull me down like where I don't even want to leave the house. I stay under the covers on my bed. So I've had to learn right through my therapist on how to step away and be like, okay, this is their emotion, their stress, let them deal with it. Yep. And pull away. Uh, Yeah. You just have to let go sometimes. You just reminded me of something I recently realized, which I think is kind of similar in that we aren't always aware of what is actually affecting how we feel and our moods. So opening up our awareness to things like, you know, are you an empath and are you picking up things? I'm not one to be following astrology and that kind of stuff, but I have noticed a pattern that when I've had my feelings of high anxiety, it's been a full moon. 
And I have recently been starting to write down in my calendar and I figure it out the next day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was a full moon last night. And I was like, do I seriously? So my husband started joking and asking (laughs) if I was, he's like, are you a werewolf? What's going on? (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know. So there is something to things that we don't always understand. And of course there are people that are big into astrology or big into numerology, like we've recently talked about, or even, you know, talking about knowing, I think it's just great to be aware of all the potential things that could be affecting us from day to day so that we can then figure out how to take care of ourselves. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's good to be an empath on some levels where you can, you realize this person is in a bad place or they're stressing and you can be there to help them through it. Right. That's true. So you just need to learn how to separate it. Yeah. Like you said, protect yourself to protect yourself so you can help them still. Yes. Without taking on what they're going through. And that's the biggest challenge of an empath is, and that's why, and it makes sense that all these questions are like, do the crowds bother you and do noises affect you? And it's just, it's checking on your sensitivity, but you can ground yourself and protect yourself. You're very right on that. Yeah. So let's be an empath on occasions to help people (laughs) (laughs) and then learn to stay out of their stress and learn to help them. And that's what we're here. That sounds good. Let's do it. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So email us at trisha.misty.tm at gmail.com. Our podcast, Surviving Death and Dying, is available worldwide on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Amazon Audible, Listen Note, Facebook, YouTube, and more. You can also go to our website, survivingdeathanddying.com, where we have the links to the books we've talked about. So please like, share, subscribe, and follow. We did it again. We survived death and dying another episode because we believe life and love never dies.